Welcome to Definitely Maybe Agile, a podcast where Peter Madison and David Shurrock discuss the complexities of adopting new ways of working at scale. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Definitely Maybe Agile with your hosts, Peter Madison and David Shark. How are you today, Dave? Excellent, Peter. Uh, been a good week. So how about you? How's your week been? Uh, my week has been fantastic. It's uh, It's been one of those weeks where we've felt very productive. It feels like we made some good progress. Lots of things have got out the door. So yeah, it's been a good week. Excellent. So maybe highlights from this week. Anything that kind of stood out? Uh, highlights from this week. Uh, well... I would say that um, we've managed to uh, win some very interesting uh, business. We managed to work uh, through some very complex problems. Uh, and I think some of the, the more interesting parts of that uh, actually lead into our topic today, which is uh, helping guide, helping understand and guide the decisions that occur within an organization um, with relation to technology and how we spend money from a technology perspective. Uh, I think that's um, an interesting concept, like the, these kind of technology business decisions and when these two things get baked off at each other. And, and sometimes as technologists, we get very invested in wanting to spend money on the new shiny toy, um, but it's not always the right thing to do. Right. So how do you, I mean, this is an interesting one because it, it we talked about this recently, that imbalance between quote unquote the general view of business and technology but what we're really looking at is i need to do something for our customers we know we need technology to deliver that because we're in a digital space now a digital world and pretty much everything needs technology but now how do we align the decisions made in technology with the goals and the opportunities identified on the business side um you mentioned shiny objects, I think, earlier on, or we're thinking of shiny objects. How do we avoid that sort of magpie technology buying piece that we, I mean, we so often have experienced? I would say, I'm not going to say we see it, but I've certainly experienced it. Technologists want the latest technology. They want to be involved at the cutting edge. That might not be what the business needs. Yeah, and and it's this this interesting piece. I mean, there's a, a number of models, and we've, we've talked about some of these in the past, but uh, and an understanding where do we need to go next overall as an organization? Where does it make the most sense to invest? Which 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 parts of our of our organization are we looking to move forward? And then from there, understanding well, how can we best support that? Uh, and is it is a technology solution the right solution here? Uh, is updating or changing or modifying how we're using technology to deliver this service the right way to go? Or are there other ways in which we could achieve the same set of outcomes? Um, and the, I mean, the one that we were talking about earlier, is, uh, and this is probably maybe a little contentious, but the, the, the conversation around, uh, say, Amazon leaving a package on your doorstep and the there's a couple of ways that that could be handled. It's like you could train all of the uh, of the drivers to always ring the doorbell and make sure that the package is received, um, or you could uh, pay them based on how quickly they can deliver packages, so that you get the packages to the place, but not bother ringing doorbells or telling anybody about it. And then if the packages go missing, uh, it's cheaper to just replace the number of packages than it is to spend all of that time and money and effort to ensure that uh, the package is delivered. And this kind of, there's a decision that gets made there. And uh, we were talking about whether that was a, uh, a decision that was consciously made that, hey, we're not going to invest in technology to ensure that uh, the package gets delivered and in training and technology and to make sure that happens. We're going to, it's cheaper for us as an organization just to pay for the replacements, the breakage. Yeah, it's, um, 
So what you're describing there is, is there's definitely a, a working relationship between business and what they're trying to achieve, getting packages to everybody's door versus technology and what they can do. And of course, there's a price associated with perfection or with a certain performance bound that you're trying to each achieve, level that you're trying to achieve. Uh, and whether it's an unintended consequence or a, a directed strategic move is is maybe one for, for us to debate. A little bit, but <laughs> what I, I I think what's I mean the first thing that strikes me is you need technology at the table. Technology is no longer you know an ingredient to a successful business. It's 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 strategically it's often the lever that opens up doors that were not there before. So I think that one becomes really interesting. First of all, is just that shift in a relationship, really, to a peer peer to peer conversation. But and what you're describing here is quite interesting because. The technology coming to that table for that conversation will say they can solve the problem. But the question is, are we solving the right problem? Because maybe they don't need to solve that problem. There are other problems that they need to solve. And if speed is of the essence and you can live with a small fraction of your customer base not getting the products they thought they were going to get and replacing them and so on, at the, you know, then that, that, that's a solution, right? Yeah. Well, what they replace it with is a, that you, instead of investing the money into the delivery side of it, they invest the money into a, uh, a, a really good um, service to give you a new version. Like, like it's really easy to like go on and say, I didn't receive it, and then they'll send you a new one. So you make that yeah. piece easier <laughs> and uh... yeah well and and i think this is the, this is really where it gets very um intriguing because your the technology group can't make those decisions without input from the business and the business can't make them without input from technology because there's an element of speed as which is the solution which will solve the problem quicker there's an element of strategy in terms of do we really want to build the sort of robust technologically technologically rich solutions that may eliminate the lost packages but have other impacts, whether it's cost in terms of operational cost or whether it's just, you know, the opportunity cost, the amount of time spent building that system compared to building other systems that will give us other opportunities. There's a, you know, it isn't each department taking care of its own problems. These are combined peer-to-peer conversations. I, I think uh, a less contentious, perhaps, version of the, this is the, uh, if you look at something like an SRE model, like site reliability engineering, where you're looking at improving the reliability of systems in the organization and services within the organization. So when when you think about what you're trying to achieve, you're also within that where should we invest? Like which services need more investment than others? Where is it? Does it make sense to build additional resilience in? What what matters? The, the kind of the, the lean approach, which we've talked about before. And like if we if you look at Toyota understanding every one of the hundred thousand parts that go into making their car, but they because they understand exactly how many of those get used and where they're sourced from and what their relationship is with those vendors, they know exactly which five or 10 parts they need to stock extras on and, and how many extras to stock about so that if they're sure they can continue to operate or they can recover faster from shocks to the system. So there's, there's all of, there's that kind of deeper understanding, like where do you invest? Cause you can't necessarily invest everywhere. So that's another aspect of this. Yeah. It, so there's the scarcity thing, right? So if you have unlimited resources, unlimited budget and unlimited time, you can do all of the things that are in front of you. Uh, the reality is you don't have any of those in an, the sort of quantity that you need. 
to be able to take everything on. So there's always a trade-off. There's always a priority. I I think that's a really interesting um, place to sort of wrap things up, if you like, because it brings us back around to what has changed. Why is it so important today that 20 years ago it wasn't or 40 years ago or 10 years ago, whatever. And that is that, that you know, when things around us are changing so rapidly, when competition is as high as it's ever been between different entities, when, you know, all of the sorts of things that we see out in the marketplace means we bring, we draw people more closely together to, to have those trade-off decisions. So I always think when we talk about resilience in an organization, whatever that resilience is referencing, resilience is by definition a conversation about trade-offs. You, it, to be resilient in one place is to be not, you know, fragile in another. By definition, we're going to have to kind of make trade-offs, and that means bringing people together to have informed, data-rich conversations about what's going on, or where to work, where where to not work. Yeah, and and that's I think that's an important piece. It's the interconnectivity of all of the pieces that creates a lot of that complexity, which is what's what causes. So it's we don't build software that we're used to. It's not all built in one isolated organization, never talking to anyone else in an island. It we build software. And what and it's part of it. We build it by interconnecting lots of moving parts, um, and coming from different libraries, pulling in different pieces of software, accessing um, SaaS services, or buy a component of the overall system rather than building it ourselves. Is all of these pieces interconnect to each other, and you've got to understand the complexity of those different parts to see what that end-to-end system looks like. Wrapping things up, what would you pull out? Two or three things there that uh, you want our listeners to really focus on? Uh, so I, I, I like the the piece that we were talking about around um, that there's a balance to be struck um, between and understanding that technology is a strategic partner of the organization. You need to work together to understand how technology supports the services that you offer. But And it's a two-way street to understand when and where to invest and what are the pieces that it's most critical to invest in because there is a scarcity. We, we can't invest everywhere so that's like the i think that kind of covers a lot those are the main points i think i'd want to pull out of all of that um the yeah that's i think one of the other main pieces is that it's not always obvious from a technology perspective um that a solution that may look obvious from a technology perspective may not necessarily be the right solution from an organizational perspective. And there may be another way of solving this um, without the next shiny object or changing the system. And that can in turn, of course, of course have other impacts where it can be um, have consequences of being frustration and or frustrating for the technology department. Is there anything you would add to that? No, I, as, as you were describing that, one of the th- sort of takeaways that jumped into my mind is um, look to your technology group to find the sh- right shiny objects. We need to give them guidance as to what they, you know, what the next shiny object should look like or s- what problem it should solve. But uh, I, I definitely want us to make sure we focus on getting shiny objects out there. I think you need to nowadays to be much more o- attuned to that. Uh, so there is, I, I would just maybe close with that. It isn't mm-hmm. a don't chase the shiny objects. It's how do we identify which ones are going to do what we need them to. Yes, I agree. I think that's a, a very good point to close on. So thank you as always. Always enjoy these conversations. As always, you can reach out to us at feedback at definitelymaybeagile.com. And I look forward to the next conversation. Until next time. Thanks again, Peter. You've been listening to Definitely Maybe Agile. 
the podcast where your hosts, Peter Madison and David Sharrock, focus on the art and science of digital, agile, and DevOps at scale. Thank you.